Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome back to the one and only Cavs the Podcast, featuring commentary from all of your favorite Cavs the Blog bloggers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to Cavs a Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with Tom Peck. Tom Tom Peck. Tom Peck. I like that. I like that. That's a that's like my movie. And who name, else is Tom, here, Tom? Tom Peck. Who else is here? Who do we give a big easy K. big easy K? Elijah Kim. What's up? Hey, <laughs> we missed it's you, man. Been a while, but I'm so glad to be back, guys. It I is know. been I eight you guys months. Too. Since it's been, a, uh, it, it's been a bit. Yeah, it's been a minute since the. Uh, the fingers behind Cavs the tweets have been back on the podcast. <laughs> the fingers. <laughs> I love Come on, it. That's pretty good. Oh, I love pretty it. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah voice, so, and you picked a Cavs good night podcast, to come back. Fingers of Cavs the tweets. <laughs> the, uh, the hands of Cavs the Rocket League. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's me right now. Are you rocket leaguing it up? I am. I'm playing drop shot. You're, you're trying to get all your reps in before uh, before the littlest pestac, the newest yep. pestac comes along. Yeah, that'll be here before we know. Oh, well, congrats. Melanie's due. Yeah, she's due like in a week, so it could be yeah, any I day. I figured it was any minute. So, yeah, yeah. And you is this the fifth man or the sixth yeah. man? Fifth. No, this, is, the, this is the man. starting point guard if, right here. The sixth man, I'll name him Lou after I'll name him Sweet Lou <laughs> after Lou Williams. Oh, not after Ty Lou? I think you should go L U E. 
Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And then and then when he's sitting in his high chair, you can think about that every time. <laughs> yeah, the way Ty Lu would sit in that really high chair. Yeah, the high chair. <laughs> is that what yeah. you're is that what you're going for? I, that's absolutely what I was going for. Oh my for. gosh, yeah. you're just on point. We just started. Man. <laughs> oh man, and it was nice. I would say it was nice to see Ty Lu back in Cleveland last week. But the Cavs, yeah, by 41, the worst home yeah, loss in NBA worst home history. Loss ever. And oh, in NBA history, even. Or in uh, Cavs history, sorry. Yeah, not it was in, in Cavs history. history. No, not in Cavs history. In NBA history for the Cavs, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Cavs lost by 41 at home to a team missing two starters, uh, Kawhi Leonard, who is a you know, easily a top ten player in the league, and maybe probably top five, and um, Patrick Beverly. So that was a dispirited loss. Did you watch that game, Eli? Have we I did. Looked? It was pretty oh. pretty heartbreaking. It not was. Gonna lie. I mean, I it was. I don't know if you watched it, Tom, but it was a weird vibe no. the whole game. It was like I did not watch it. I, it was just a weird energy. Like they didn't know what to do do with Drummond. Kind of Drummond didn't know what to do with them. Clearly, they weren't used to playing together, and they just kind of thrown him in. Um, yeah, it was it was rough for sure, and the Cavs guards were terrible, um, which is a theme of the Cavs losing before tonight, thirteen of fourteen. Um, but tonight they redeemed themselves. So I'm just gonna move on from the Clippers game. Anything you want to add about the Clippers game? Eli? Yeah, I think it's just interesting how there's this load management that keeps coming up, and even the Clippers load managing why prevent this 41-point massacre. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's uh, it was, I actually watched this game. I, I mean, in Southern California, there's a ton of Clippers fans in San Diego who all claimed their parents were Clippers fans when they were here in the <laughs> 70s, which I don't believe. But, um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty brutal to watch with the Cavs, the Cavs shirt that we had from our championship on. Uh, so it was an interesting night at the bar. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Did you get – were you wearing your Cavs gear? Were you wearing your Cavs the blog T-shirt? Oh, man. I was, I was yes. wearing the Cavs the blog, uh, the V-neck. The oh, nice. Nice. The black. The black V-neck, the uh, the commemorating the Cavs championships unis, black V-necks. So yeah, absolutely. That 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 style points there, Eli. Yeah, For yeah, sure. that is hot. Yeah, and it, it it was definitely it was definitely brutal to watch. I watched the first half, and then I can't remember what I was doing, um, because it was kind of a crazy weekend for me, and I just I was like. I just saw the score getting worse and worse. It was like, I'm just not going back. <laughs> I just, I, I can't do it. I, I think I was spending time with my kids. So, and I'd had enough basketball this weekend. We'll get into that a little bit later. But, um, but tonight's game was definitely, uh, a welcome, uh, send off into the all star break for sure with the Cavs being up at 1.23 on the Clippers. And I, or not the Clippers, the Hawks. I think the Hawks ended up cutting it to eight. Is that correct, Eli? Well, how close? Yeah, did they it was definitely get? single digits. 
Yeah, I think they cut I think it. It was eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah, and the first six minutes of the fourth quarter were just brutal. Oh, sorry. That's my uh, that's my ringtone on my cell. What is that? That is uh, I'm the luckiest guy on the Lower East Side by um, uh, the Magnetic Fields, and I used Ringdroid to copy that. Ooh, so the Magnetic Fields. That is a great band name. Yeah, it is. They. Uh, I'm uh, all about that. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have any hits, but you've seen their song, heard their songs in a lot of commercials. There's a lot of their songs that you've heard that goes, "Oh yeah, I've heard that in a commercial." Um, so they were really good indie band from the aughts and into the the teen aughts and into today. What do you call the teen aughts? Like, what are the two thousand? Is it the two thousand tens? I guess it's I mean, the two thousand tens, two thousand teens. Yeah, I think you- I, I like think you that. have to just say the whole thing. I think it's the 2000 teens. <laughs> yeah, I can go with that. Anyway, that was my buddy Jay calling me from Alaska, and I have to tell him. Uh, was that your buddy that you went and visited when you went to Alaska? Uh, I visited him, but I visited other friends as well. I, that's not who Wait. I stayed with. How many friends do you have, Nate? I went to what high school and college there. How do you still have friends? You're a grown ass man. Like you don't have <laughs> friends once you get to our age. No, I do have friends. Uh, I call Jay. I try to call Jay like once, at least twice a month. I call him on my commute. That's. Do you ever see the? Do you ever see the meme that um, the greatest miracle Jesus pulled off was having twelve close friends <laughs> in his thirties? <30s? laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. good stuff. That is good stuff. Sorry, I had to just text. Uh, text my boy jay back no jay is uh you're texting someone back while we <laughs> well see we've been playing phone tag oh for a week gosh. we've been playing oh phone tag for a week and last night i felt bad because he called me because there's that whole four hour time difference and uh he called me and then i'm like oh i'm talking to my daughter i can't talk now and then i forgot to call him back and fell. i felt i felt bad yeah yeah jay jay uh is the Managing editor of the Frontiersman, uh, the uh, Matanuska Valley Frontiersman, which is the newspaper in Sarah Palin's hometown. Um, so it's it's uh, he's she got lots of huh? Does she still live there? Um, yes, yes, her whole family Did still her, lives there. Although she's getting divorced. Just, like, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. So no, he's you got that. I met like her husband. Todd. She, Todd. Palin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. I I literally met him. Uh, Not even. He is. Um, oh, he's definitely a bros bro. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, the, I've got a lot of crazy stories about the Palins that I've heard that yeah. I can't share on air. But oh, 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 you have crazy stories about them. N- that I have heard. So not only alert the paparazzi. Oh, not only do I know Jay, who knows a lot of inside stories about the Palins, but also a couple of guys I went to high school with are friends with the Palins too. So man, wow. Well, oh, we yeah. can cross this one off the. Uh... The agenda that we created for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't can't get into all of them. I would be uh, I would be um, divulging sources. So <laughs> I've already named when, names. When we wing it. We really wing it. <laughs> we do. We we've gotten far afield on this podcast. So yeah. We we are like a Trey Young triple. We're from way we we're yeah. from. Way <laughs> How about a Tristan Thompson triple tonight? Tristan back to back. Thompson three for three tonight. 
back Wait, to back. Wait, I saw two. When did he hit his third one? He hit his third in garbage time. Oh, nice. <laughs> he went, so he's just gunning for it now. Yeah. He went three for three, um, hit back to back in the second quarter, and then they were like out guarding him. They were overplaying him on the three, and the next time down, he drove by a guy and dunked. <laughs> it was that is great. beautiful. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That was, was like a flashback. His form is not pretty. Um, he like hunches over way too yeah. far. He's not upright yeah. at all. Like it's almost like his free throw form. Well, it's not almost like it's like his free throw form out of the three point line. But he's so tall, and you so don't expect him to shoot a three that it works for him. So yeah, three yeah. for three tonight. Hit his hit his uh fourth, fifth, and sixth free throws of his career. I think tonight which is crazy that is, that is awesome uh he's 50 percent on the year i think he's 6 of 12 on the year now which is Man. nuts i got i gotta double check that but is he shooting wait is he pulling a bruce bowen is he shooting a higher percentage from three than from the foul line uh no he is over 50 from the foul line i'm almost okay. positive but yeah that that was a trivia question the other day is who's you know who else is really close to so, yeah, there was a Twitter thread the other day that was like, who was a good three-point shooter that was a terrible free-throw shooter? And Bruce, Bruce Bowen, Bowen is the poster child, but most people forget how bad Andre Iguodala was at the free-throw line for a couple of years. Remember it was Hackadre? Um, also, J.R. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Also, Sasha Pavlovich. Yeah, oh, and did you hear the rumor that the, the Lakers are looking at... I did. Um, Dion and J.R.? That would be fantastic. No, Dion even? D- yeah, and what somebody said Why? Somebody said you've got to live broadcast the tryout that features Dion and JR. <laughs> I just I I would have figured you know that JR was a LeBron power play, but I thought LeBron hated Dion. There's just that hilarious video where Dion's just like calling for the ball like a little kid on the playground. And LeBron's just ignoring. Dion never burns or Dion never or LeBron never burns a bridge. Apparently not. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's got to be the greatest tryout ever. But <laughs> like, I would just lo- I would pay cash money to. So regular season on the year, Tristan Thompson. Let's see what his three percentages on the season it's 50.6 according to espn and he has made he's in totals so before tonight yeah he is 7 of 14 on the season beautiful from three that's beautiful that is <laughs> that is that is fantastic <laughs> i i love the nba so yeah so the Cavs it's won fantastic Cavs won handily um on Right up until they ended up in it, winning 105-127, but a big run by the Hawks in the early third. And I, I'm trying to see how big the run was here, but uh, big takeaways for the game. Uh, the Cavs front court just dominant. I mean, Andre Drummond had 14 and 15 uh, rebounds. And most of that was in the first half in only 22 minutes. Larry Nance Jr. with 23 points, 12 boards, 2 assists. And then Tristan Thompson with 27 and 11 in just 25 minutes off the bench. And, of course, that's a, that's a monster night. 
that is a mo- that is a monster night from your three bigs. I mean, yeah. if you run a three big rotation, you cannot ask for much better than that. I mean, nope. You got three guys with double doubles, and you know, there's a little bit on now. You you are playing the Hawks, who fielded also have forty losses. Yeah, and fielded Dwayne Dedman at center, um, who basically took a t- sign and retire. Uh, contract from the Kings in the off season, and then they traded him back to Atlanta. They didn't want him so bad, um, but he only played 17 minutes, and then they went small the rest of the game, pretty much. And it was uh, John Collins, uh, your boy, your your demon deacon, Eli, playing center. Um, your your demon juice and deacon. <laughs> <laughs> John, who was yeah. suspended for, uh, what was it, diuretics? or No, he was suspended for actual steroids. Like HGH, yeah. Yeah, whereas it was uh, the kid from Phoenix that was suspended for uh, diuretics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, Aiden, yep. So, yeah, uh, but Collins had some vicious dunks that game. He put up 23, had a couple ridiculous alley-oop finishes. Um and then Trey Young, I I don't know about you. Trey Young has my like he makes James Harden look watchable. Like I <laughs> hate Trey Young so much. Like every yeah. single action is just trying to trick the refs into calling a foul. Like if he was in a pickup game, you would punch him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just nine of eleven from the free throw line. Um 27 points, 12 rebounds. He's a really good player, but also can't guard anyone. So, and then of course, Cam Reddish for the Hawks was minus 26 in the game. He doesn't look, the Hawks, like, I am less, I'm more positive about the Cavs future than I am about the Hawks future. Cavs Cavs got some interesting young players. I mean, they have a lot of work to do, but at least, you can see some viable like rotation players and yeah. guys like Larry Nance Jr. I'd rather have a guy like that than like a Richard Jefferson who's, you know, it's like, well, where's he going to be in three years? So like watching Vince Carter play, it's kind of like, I mean, what's the point on the Hawks? Yeah, I, I don't know? get that either. What e- Eli, I heard you scoff at me. Is that because I, I well, maligned your, 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 your fellow deacon? No, I mean, I think, I just think that it's Trey Young is like, just head and shoulders above Sexton or Garland. I think that makes it tough for me to. Yeah, you know, I don't NBA, think that's actually true. Yeah, I, I mean, well, he I, is a much better offensive player. I'll give him that. Correct. But you know what's funny is I tweeted this. I don't know if you saw, but I tweeted that if you thought Darius Garland was small, check out when he guards Trey Young because <laughs> Trey Young made Garland look like a bodybuilder when yeah. they guarding each other. Yeah, it was and crazy. He's just such Garland's a defensive a liability. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel I like mean, he's almost a def- more of a defensive liability than Isaiah Thomas. Wow. I mean. Oh, man. That's. Or for Cleveland. <laughs> well, for Cleveland, yeah. That ship had sailed on his out. offense. Yeah, and he got released. He's out of the league right now. Which. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there is a. A Brinks truck somewhere. Did you see that thing I tweeted the other day? Is somewhere Isaiah Thomas is Googling the words Chinese Basketball League and coronavirus vaccine? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, Nate, I gave up Twitter, but that's the kind of thing that would bring me back. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I feel for the guy, but it's also like he was his own worst enemy too. Like of all the guys, there's been a lot of guys in the NBA that didn't know when to keep their mouth shut, and he was one of them. <laughs> and yeah, and that's all you really have. But a lot of it in the NBA is just being in the right place at the right time and getting the right opportunity at the right time, and things certainly did not work out for him. But he never got that big contract, whereas, you know, Kyrie Irving, in even more insufferable dude, still got two or th- two. Yeah, big I mean, at least Isaiah career. Thomas played hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of irritating, but the guy did, you know. Give it his all when he was on the court. <laughs> what was the deal with uh, Kendrick Perkins said? And I only this is the only part of the sound bite I got. And I don't know if he's talking about when he was on the same team with Kyrie with the Cavs or what. But he said, thinking of Kyrie Irving just makes me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Dude, like the only Perk, sound bite you need. Perk loves to bring it, man. He does. He's, he's like, such a troll. He is. But he gets away with it because he's just, he is a menacing looking dude. I mean, yeah. you, there's few guys in the NBA where you're like, I don't care who you were. I would put that guy up against any MMA fighter. And that guy could at least hold his own for 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Kendrick Perkins and, uh, who is the other guy? Charles Oakley. Um, you know, there's just a few guys like that. You just know you wouldn't want to mess with ever. Yeah, <laughs> and he's one of them. Nah. So anyway, uh, more on the Cavs game tonight. Uh, Cavs look super good uh, passing the ball in the, and then they kind of got in that that big run where they cut it from twenty three to to eight by uh, the Hawks. They got Sexton got into a lot of what I call Chucky Sexton plays where he just <laughs> just was going one on one against everybody. Um, did you kind of see the same thing, guys? Yeah. I, well, when I saw it, he was scoring because that was like yeah. the first quarter. So, but what quarter are you talking about? Where he went? Oh, Chucky the early out? fourth. Early okay. fourth. Eli. Oh, by that point, the British baking show was on in the past <laughs> second. <laughs> hey, when you got when you got three little girls, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, Nate. He was just starting to chuck shots, and I feel like he had a pretty good first half, especially with all yeah. the passing he was doing. Yeah, but he then, had six dimes. Yeah. And then for some reason, he just always reverts to, you know, it's Colin Sexton time. Yeah. Whenever it gets tight, he thinks that he has to be the one to score and break a streak. So, yeah, and, and go one on three, and it's like, yeah. Sexy time is not a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I thought Darius Garland played like that in the first half. Like, he had so yeah. many shots, he would just come down and just, like, you know, six seconds into the shot clock, just wander into this ponderous floater. I'm like, why are you taking that shot at this way? Like, you can get that shot anytime you want. Go get a better shot for a teammate at that point. And, yeah. you know, another kind of big turnover game for the Cavs with 17 Sexton had four Drummond had five um and part of that is he was a little loosey-goosey in the second half himself of just you know throw whipping the ball around but 
I mean, he definitely was just totally sealing off the rim in the first quarter and when he played in the first half. I mean, have they found him for any like lobs yet or anything? A few. So, yeah, he has he has finished a couple lobs, but somebody told me on the live thread might have been CLF. I'm not sure. On the last game, he would only finished one lob this season before uh, the game against the Clippers. So he's not getting up that much. I definitely noticed in the second half of that game, he wasn't jumping for nearly as many blocks or trying to trying to stop uh, shots around the rim. But in the first quarter, he was just sealing everything off. And, like, the Hawks were just afraid to even try to go inside. They were, like, getting up near the basket and then fumbling the ball away. They were so intimidated. So that was that was fun to watch. And it he definitely looks the part. Um, yeah. The the question is is does he bring it consistently enough and is he professional enough to make that work? But after going two of three from three point land against the Clippers, he didn't take any against the Hawks, which it, which I thought was interesting. He mainly did most of his work on the block and in isolation. And I think he hasn't quite figured out the angles uh, for how the Cavs post up and. The Cavs are running some like ISO sets for him where they clear out the entire right side of the floor. Uh, and I haven't seen him do that much this year. And all his teammates are a little hesitant about how to deal with that. So it, I wouldn't 100% say that it's his fault. Uh, but the Cavs did on the night have 25 assists. Sexton had six. Garland had seven. Um, or sorry, Garland had, yeah, seven. Kevin Porter Jr. had three. So... Definitely the ball was moving until it wasn't. And then they kind of Larry Nance Jr. Um, and Kevin Porter Jr. really kind of righted the ship uh, in the in the middle of the late of the third. Uh, and part of it was Chetty Osman was brutally cold this game. Yeah. One, one for 10, one for seven for three <laughs> and missed a lot of wide. That's kind of how he that's kind of how he is, though. Yeah. Like he's either hitting everything or hitting nothing. Right. He's kind of a rhythm player on offense anyway. But. Yeah, definitely. And he's one of those guys, if he doesn't get a look like regularly, he'll just go super cold. He doesn't seem yeah. like a ready-to-shoot guy all the time, I guess. Yeah. Good way to put it. But, yeah, Larry Nance, another fantastic game. Um, did they say it was his career high, Eli? Could have been. He had 23 <laughs> points. It was they Maybe it was a tie of his career high or something. I would think he'd have a higher career high than 23. Yeah, but. I think he does. Maybe it was a season high. Yeah, maybe it was. I'll double check. Yeah. I'll double check real quick. Oh, look at Eli on the research. <laughs> man, this three-man podcast booth, you can just outsource. Yeah, that. man. You can delegate. I know. <laughs> we really. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely a fun game. Um, Kevin Porter Jr., I mean, he might be my favorite Cav right now. Well, Larry Nance is hard, okay, hard to top him. But... Is, he is my new Dennis the umlaut because every time I watch the Cavs, he does something stupid. But yet everyone's <laughs> excited about him. So I'm apparently missing when he does cool stuff. Well, he had 18 points tonight. He was plus 18. I just saw him like jack up a bad. Oh, yeah, that one bad step like, back in seven. the second quarter. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's exactly. That's like all I saw. So apparently when I'm yeah. tuning in. He does not bring his game. You didn't see that dunk he had? No. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. No, I did see it. Maybe I did see the dunk. The, the two-handed two dunk? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. See, actually, that was kind of fun. Like, 
That guy gets some more notoriety. He could be in the dunk contest. He's a really impressive dunker. <laughs> um, who is the other guy that... Oh, the other big play was that one where Drummond outletted the ball to Garland, like hit him on a don- hit him on a rope from like 60 feet, and then Garland threw the double-handed alley-oop pass to uh, Nance uh, on the other side of the basket. That was like the fast break of the year. That was fun. Do you- did you guys see that? Yeah, that play? was a really fun play. Yeah, that was a lot yeah, of fun. That was that. Also, just to chime in, uh, Larry Nance Jr.'s career high is twenty three points. Oh today. wow, it was his career high. Okay. Hey, no, I they said it on junior. the broadcast, so it wasn't me getting that off the top of my head. I'm no Pete Rose with the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So with that said, with me saying. <laughs> Kevin Porter is my umlaut. I'm interested, Easy K, and what you think of him. You know what's funny is yeah. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's it's stupid. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Just keep talking, mate. APJ and Carl. Really? Okay. Eli, you got to repeat that. So ugly that I can't deal with it. No, it's you, Nate. I can hear him fine. <laughs> I know. I I know. So I just turned off my streaming, and hopefully that'll fix it. So repeat that. Again. What are you streaming? <laughs> so I don't. What are you streaming? My TV. Like I have YouTube TV. Oh really? Uh, okay. Can I get your login? I want to watch season two of uh, Karate Kid, <laughs> or what's it called, Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai. I I yeah, probably probably one. talk to you after the podcast about something <laughs> completely unrelated. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, that was that was a joke. In case anybody from the YouTube, in in, in case go, for when Google right. transcribes and this, as long as you say, as long as you spell it A T instead of the ampersand, none of the bots can figure out your email. <laughs> God. Jeez. So, what was the question for Eli? And please repeat your answer. I asked yeah. Eli what he thinks of the youngins, and he was talking about. He likes KPG. He likes Garland. He can't get his. Um, he can't. Get can't on he can't get around can't. on sex. I think part of it is his game is so ugly, but I understand all the stats do bear out that he's actually a decent shooter from three. He he his free throws, which is not a great indicator of anything, but like at least demonstrate he put in the work to improve from a sub-80% free throw shooter in college to close to 90% the last two years. Yeah. So, I, Well, I and if you, that, if you are closing basketball games, it's actually a skill you need, but, yeah. Right. But I'm, I'm pretty high on Garland. I know a lot of people aren't, but I feel like he has shown a lot more higher-end flashes than, than Sexton has. But I think eventually you got to start Garland and KPJ and move Sexton to the bench. If that's the long term, if you intend to keep all three of these guys in life. Well, I think that'd be fine. I think Sexton has such a nice first step that he wouldn't be a bad, like six man, actually. I mean, he reminds me a little bit of um, Victor Oladipo. I know every time I say that, no one like neither kills me or jumps in to be like, yeah, that's a good comp. Well, but like Victor Oladipo minus four inches. Yeah, I mean, Oladipo's not that big. He's Come six on. four, six five. Yeah, he's six four. Uh, is he? Yeah. Look it up, Ezk. You got the <laughs> you got the keyboard in front of you, right? 
I'm holding yeah. the PS4 DualShock controller right now, so. <laughs> so Play one second. So he's like Oladipo, how so? Well, just in that, you know, same with Oladipo. He was just kind of this very athletic guy that could move really, really quickly with the ball, but he had kind of a raw game. And then by what was it, like his third or fourth season, he became kind of a stud. No, fifth or sixth. Like he's on his second contract with Indy. Yeah, so it took a little while, yeah. but. You know, once he figured it out, he was able to put some of those gifts to work and, you know, just become a better basketball player. Yeah, see, my problem with Garland is he's just so inconsistent. Like, I feel like he only has one good game out of every four. Well, and... I was saying I thought more that I was comparing Sexton. No, no, to no I'm going to get to that. Oh. I'm, oh, okay. I'm saying I feel like Sexton. Just, you're two levels ahead of me. While he's ugly, while his game is uglier. And it's more about raw scoring and, you know, using that first step. I feel like he is a better, just from raw athleticism and speed, he has more potential. I mean, he does not see the floor well. Um, I drives me insane to watch him run a pick and pop because he literally will never turn around and look at the pop man. <laughs> like, that's... That and I've said this multiple times. The Cavs' inability to run a pick, pick and pop consistently is just maddening, um, because it's literally the easiest play in the NBA. Like, well, not only that, it's like they're not taking advantage of Kevin Love right, in any exactly. way because they can't run that play. Or Larry Nance Jr. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy. But um, I just feel like Sexton is so much more consistent offensively. Like you can just pencil in. He's going to get you at least 15 points. And at the very least, he's going to do it at league average shooting. Um, He doesn't have that many just abysmal shooting games. Although that Clippers game, just everybody was horrible. Um, But Garland just goes so many games sometimes in such huge stretches where he just doesn't seem to do anything of impact. And that is what concerns me about him more. So it also realize he's super young and the Garland we see next year is going to tell us a lot more about what his career is going to look like in the NBA versus this year. Gotcha. I Just mean, uh, coming yeah, back, Oladipo is six foot four without shoes now. So, yeah. so six, five is... in shoes. So yeah. there you go, Tom. Okay. You win. Oh, man. Yeah, start quizzing me on names next. I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dick but Scott. I mean, I see, I I can see the comparisons because they both have really quick first steps, right. kind of straight line. They can drivers. finish with either hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing about Sexton. He's he's become they're, they're like they're good shooters, even mm-hmm. though their form is like a little suspect, and they kind of look a little bit like chuckers, but they're actually like their percentages are good. No, always have I wouldn't been. say Sexton's percentages are good, but they're not I mean, bad. He's not they're, bad. What's his three point percentage? Like 36, 37%. Yeah. And it's way up from sub 30 that it was earlier this year. But, um, well, I mean, I just remember last year he ended the season pretty high. I guess over I wasn't 40. Paying attention. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, he's, he's definitely good and his finishing has gotten light years better. Darius Garland's just endless stream of floaters drive me insane. Like, why you're shooting? Like I said earlier, why you're shooting a floater seven seconds into the shot clock when you got Andre Drummond is kind of maddening. But 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely a fun game, and man, a motivated Andre Drummond can just control the basket. Um, but I, that's the problem with him is how often is he motivated? Like he was slacking off towards the end. <clears throat> Drummond was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely not challenging every shot. People were getting rebounds on him that they weren't getting in the first quarter. Now, also, they had a 20-point lead, but he was part of the reason the other team came back. Mm. It was still a, still a super fun game, though. So I was going to say that my umlaut is, at least until the night, was always Trey Young. Like, everybody talked about how Trey, good Trey Young was, and like yeah. I'd never seen him actually play a good game. Yeah. Like, tonight, he was decent he had 27 points on 17 shots but he was but also 9 of 11 was at the line and then 2 for 7 from the three point line and so i mean he had a decent game offensively but they you know they let him get his points and you know you live with what he gave you because he gave it up on the other end so so yeah anyway anything to add about tonight's game I like Brad Doherty in the booth. <laughs> I like Brad Doherty, too. He brings some energy, for sure. Yeah, he does. I think he's good. He's got a good voice. He's got good insights about the game. I've always appreciated that the Cavs, you know, pay a lot of homage to their traditions. You know, they're not like... Outside of Cleveland, you would never consider the Cavs like a storied franchise, but there's a lot of pride there, you know, which no, I like. Oh, Absolutely. So I was re- so one of the things today they were talking about NBA valuations and the Cavs are worth 1.5 billion right now. Wow, which that's is, crazy. Dan they Gilbert estimated bought them for the what, Knicks like 350 at, million or something. Yeah, they, it's uh, 1.1 million more than he bought them for, and they estimated the Knicks at 4.2, which is insane. Yeah, especially because they suck, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, Dan Gilbert definitely. Uh, and they said they're still one of the top ten teams in the NBA in revenue, which is Cavs crazy. Are? Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. So, and if you look, you never really see like I feel like that championship goose their attendance for the next three four years. Now, if they keep fielding teams like the one they felt this yeah. fielded this year, it's going to be rough. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I even when I go on a down night, it seems like there's still a decent crowd there. And E.G., E.G., Eli, you had uh, tickets for quite a few years. Do you kind of see the same thing even in the uh, off years? Yeah, I mean, uh, this year I only went to one game around Christmas time. It was pretty packed, obviously, because of the holidays. But yeah, uh, my my dad and my brother still go to games once in a while. They said that. You know, it is a little less full, but it's not like a ghost. It's not. It's not. It ain't game. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Detroit. Pistons like I don't know if you saw the last Pistons game, but there was like, I would say ten percent full, maybe. Ooh, I mean, it was brutal. <laughs> well, part of it is they're not, not even like in Detroit, right? They're not, no, they uh, are Hills. in Detroit. They no, they moved. Out oh, of the Auburn Hills, and they they're not at the Palace. No, they're not at the Palace, Tom. Oh, they're when did at, this uh, Is it the Little Caesars Arena or something? Yeah, Little oh. Caesars. Yeah, and so they are in downtown Detroit. You know, oh, or we Caesars. like to call it wow. Gilbert Town, since Dan Gilbert owns like two thirds of downtown Detroit. Yeah. So good yeah, for it, him. 
Yeah, so I mean the Cavs are definitely Let's do it. Let's duel. Cavs the duels. Sustainable Gilbert enterprise. Against the reputation. I got Gilbert. <laughs> Jesus. I I'm we we have hashed this out many, many times. I know. We have about we've got nothing. It out we have again. nothing new to say. We 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 have plenty new to say. So um we have nothing accurate and new to say. Well, that's true. So what about uh so All Star Break. What do you think? Uh, are Are you guys going to watch the All Star Weekend festivities? I doubt it. I have always found it really obnoxious. I might watch like the three point contest or something, or every now and then. Would the you dunk see they changed the three point shot this year? There's two. Oh, there's like a there's like a longer one. Yeah, there's like two yeah. longer ones. I'm like, I kind of like that. Eh. But you don't like that. I like the You're old school so though. You don't like any change. Yeah, I know because I like <laughs> like you to die out, Nate, to let all the young progressives with their better ideas take over. I hate you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm I... all about purity in sports too, Nate. Purity is that what you said? Yeah, yes. I don't know. I just feel like the record, you know, Mark Price. His record from 24 years ago should be the same one you're gunning against now or whatever. Like I like that. Well, that's why people like us need to hang around to make sure people remember Mark Price, the legend. The legend, yeah. I, I got to see if I can get one of those bobblehead dolls off of... Uh, I, I got I, two of them. Oh, nice. I got to say that... I got much of the game. The, oh, nice. I got to say that the, uh, the Cavs bobblehead game... Or, yeah, the bobblehead been, game has been on point this year. It's strong. Yeah, it's strong. I mean, Booby Gibson bobblehead, bringing it back. I know. Did he have like the star in his in his hair shaved in remember. his hair? Did they have that? Did they have that level of detail? I don't know. You, Eli, do you have uh, an answer there? Did Did oh, you who's bobblehead? Sorry, Booby Gibson. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't think it's that detailed. Eli, honest. get the but research the department on that. <laughs> <laughs> that Ooh. high ankle sprain is that pre high ankle sprain or post high ankle sprain? Is that the question? Did I lose you? I have lost you. So the booby Gibson was that pre ankle what sprain ha- or post ankle sprain? I don't know. But uh, why did he John drop Holland out of the league? Yeah, he just he he got old. His game was already limited, and he old? just. He didn't. He, he get into old. his late twenties, and I think injuries just got the better of him. Was he in his late twenties? By the time he retired, yeah, because I believe that he was like a junior when he came out. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, okay, Daniel Booby Gibson, how old was he in his last season? So he's only thirty-three like, now, and his last yeah, season. I was say, wow, so was I guess like he was twenty-six. So he actually, yeah, his first saying. year was 20. So yeah, it definitely, yeah, his, well, the fact that he was shooting sub 40% the last three years of his career from the field did not help him. Well, he was always just a three point sniper. He never did anything else. He didn't draw yeah. fouls. He didn't score around the basket, but I, I just, he didn't, he was a good defender. Point. Yeah, he, he was, was an a good okay defender. defender. He wasn't a great, defender. I mean, he was okay. He could guard, he could guard, he could guard bigger guards. I mean, John Hollinger used to do his, um, you know, preseason analysis, and he said that 
Booby Gibson, the best comp was going to be like Chauncey Billups. <laughs> that would have been something. Hall yeah, of Famer Chauncey Billups. I know. Well, that didn't happen. No, no. Booby, Booby out of the league at 26, but I don't think he wanted to come back that bad. So, yeah, but I like, don't know. Once your star wife, fades like, in the uh, NBA. Famous, yeah, because like, him and his wife got divorced his last year. Oh, they, oh, they did. I didn't know that. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, you know, a famous, uh, artist. There, there's no coming right. back from that. Right. Yeah. I guess. What's the point of playing? She's going to take half. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Guy talk. <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, Eli serious. bringing oh, it. Yeah. In all seriousness, oh, I think she made more money than he did anyway. Oh, I'm but sure she did. It's still funny. He didn't make that much. You know, yeah. he was playing I mean, mostly for what like do you three, mean? four he made, million. He, he, he made it to a second contract. Yeah, but it wasn't that. Okay, now we got to look at Booby Gibson career. Uh, no, I got I it. Think, he made four million dollars a year in a second yeah. contract. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't yeah. that. But that's money. not. I mean, that's not chump change. But that's yeah, definitely... at the time that was pretty decent. That was like that above was like, the mid-level exception. Maybe. Yeah, it was probably right. It probably was the mid-level or right no. at the mid-level. I forget who did they use the mid-level on. Oh, they used it on. Um, didn't they Marshall. use it on Joe Smith? Joe Smith, God, number one draft pick. Yeah, wanted number rapper. one. Yeah, wanted to be a rapper. Yeah, he was like he had his own like hip hop label. Yeah, well, or album, not label. Maybe label is not the right word. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know hip hop <laughs> terminology, and I would never refer to an R and B singer as an artist. Like Eli did. <laughs> you know who are artists to me? Like people that Van paint. Gogh. Yeah, yeah. Like Van Gogh. No, is an artist. people who are artists are those people that put in the cover themselves in the silver paint and then are like the moving statues <laughs> on the corner. Yeah, right. So that's like that's the difference between these, you know, new age highfalutin ideas. Like a, a movie is a movie. It's not a film. Sorry, EG. <laughs> Except yours. Yours are. You film. go to the movies. You don't. You don't celebrate the cinema. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> right. Right. I don't. I hey, don't. Hey, don't I be back on Eli's popcorn. got it tonight. Eli is celebrating Korean Best Picture. What? Yeah. what are you talking about Parasite. The Korean Parasite is it a Korean movie, and it won Best yep. Picture at the Oscars. Oh, cool. What's that about? <laughs> Tom. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, I mean, that's cool. I mean, you I, like, is, it like, it? is it when yeah, you say it's Korean, you mean like no, it, it was in Korean. Koreans, it is in Korean. Korean. Both. So it won it's like in Korean international. No, best film? picture. It's Wait. the first time it's ever happened in the history of the Oscars, Tom. So it wasn't even. So how did that happen? Did anyone even <laughs> see it? <laughs> Jesus, Tom. Yes. Is this gonna? Oh man, <laughs> I love this shows like, how I love this like shows how we just find Thomas. our everybody's like just total blind spots in their cultural consciousness, and this is Tom's oh, right here. Yeah, I wish, I wish I, EG were on this podcast just to make I, fun of I, you. I I I feel like I'm just insulting EG just by yeah, everything I'm saying. You are insulting <laughs> all of our love of the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about insulting you, Nate. <laughs> Thanks. So, have you seen it, Eli? I have. Is it so? What's it about? So it's about it's like a comedy about income equality in Korea. 
Oh, okay. Uh, well, basically, okay. like there's a rich family, and then there's a poor family that works for the family, but there's a secret among the rich family that becomes uncovered, and it's basically how the two different classes of society like deal with that secret. I'm not going to. I'm trying not to. No, no, no. Absolutely. And so, kind of the story of the film. Well, and this is kind of ironic because Quentin Tarantino kind of introduced. This is the story I heard on a podcast the other day. But Quentin Tarantino kind of introduced the film to Hollywood and was a big advocate of it. And it's just kind of taken Hollywood by storm, and they've gone crazy over it. In Hollywood. Oh my gosh. And- yeah, every now and then the Koreans do something like Psy. Remember, you got to like a billion views on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did that come from? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, the Korean one hit wonders are like one, they're like wonders. Oh, of K-pop, the world. No, K pop is not a one hit wonder. K pop is I'm a, saying it's is a bona fide phenomenon. Sure it's, but it's popular there and maybe in like Japan or something, but like, it's not getting no, a K-pop billion K-pop is views. worldwide. Am I wrong, Eli? No, it's pretty popular, but I, to Tom's point, I can kind of see what he's saying. Like, it, It's not like every K-pop song comes to no, that is America does well. Yeah. yeah. But like Although, the one that did, did better than like anything has ever done. Oh, I yeah. cannot wait till your daughters are in high school and you are getting just <laughs> blitzed from. You are like, you'll be like Trey Young getting blitzed on the pick and roll. You will not Dude, know hey, where to move. I am currently erecting a Faraday cage around my house. <laughs> and just I will the be fact that you use the word erecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will be. Using... Tells you that you do not have daughters that are in adolescence yet because you would be mocked <laughs> oh mercilessly. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So my five-year-old right it's valentine's day so she's making individualized valentines for all of her classmates right Mm -hmm. so she gets a rocket ship sticker and it's cartoony looking and she (laughs) puts it on this heart and it says something what did it say it was like blast off for love (laughs) 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 and melody looked at it she was like I'm a little nervous about how this is going to be received. And I was like, oh, come on. It's like a five-year-old. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know, but still, you know, I was like, yeah, well, hopefully the other parents get a laugh out of it. So it is, it is snowing a ton here tonight, and my kids don't have school Friday. And it's like the first time in the history of my house that both my daughters are hoping it is not a snow day tomorrow because tomorrow they're doing Valentine's. And my 10-year-old has the world's greatest Valentine's box. It is this heart-shaped box, and it's covered in red glitter. And then on top of that red glitter are all these different pictures of characters from the office cut out in hearts with little quotes under them. It's so fantastic. Like, it's got the Michael Scott, would I rather be feared or loved? I would rather that they... Are afraid of how much they love me. They love me. Yeah, that is a great Valentine. Oh my god! Yeah, I gotta send you a picture of this oh, Valentine's box. I need to get those. Those would be great for work. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a picture of that Valentine's box, and I am going to literally Use like that make as that as the picture for the podcast. So you should. You yeah. Should. Yeah. So that's. That is- sorry. That is perfect. By the way, what did you think of the Super Bowl Procter and Gamble commercial? That was totally a ripoff of when Kevin um, and the chili spill. I didn't see that one. 
You know I what also, I'm talking about, Eli? Yeah. Yeah. I like that was that such one. a ripoff of one of the funniest scenes in TV history. Well, that and they have the Toby is like the Fox Monday. Like he's just basically playing his character from The Office <laughs> in the Fox Monday previews. Yeah, it's amazing how much legs The Office has had. Like that is oh, probably oh, the greatest second life of any. Yeah, it the is. the greatest second lives of any sitcom ever. I mean, I think it eclipses well, Friends at this point. But what's so interesting is I'm surprised there isn't more of this kind of stuff. Like, I'm surprised there isn't more office, uh, you know, incompetency comedy. Like, in the Dilbert office space vein. Because that's some of this stuff is old. And you watch it, like, right now. Yeah, and you're, like, you can totally up. relate to it. You can totally relate to it yeah so i think like one of the things so fast go ahead no i was gonna say something's changed so fast it's just like that's not even funny anymore or or it's not relevant anymore or that didn't age well but anything like that you watch office space right now and practically everything just is totally relevant well so the something great about thing about it is even like the uh the stuff that's toe outdated now is like entertaining now. Like even like the first couple seasons where they got the enormous um, monitors and all that kind of stuff. It's like yeah. it dates it in a charming way because you still know yeah. there's that one office somewhere where they haven't updated shit in twenty years, <laughs> and they're and they all using like that. they're yeah. all using like uh, Windows. Windows 8 or something. Windows, or... Windows, uh, Windows 98 or probably yeah. Windows 7 at this point. They've upgraded to Windows 7. XP. At you least. Remember in the, They're remember at in least the on XP. Daryl is trying to write a resume and he's like, where's Clippy? Where's, where's he gone? <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys watched the Office or listened to the Office Ladies podcast at all? I listened to the first episode and I thought they were dead poor chemistry. Oh really? It gets better. So yeah, it's they Jenna were way Fisher. too talking over each other. It was yeah. kind of like me and you, Nate. Only <laughs> we're funny. <laughs> it was Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey who play Angela and um, I can't remember Pam, 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 Pam Beasley. Yeah, Pam Cakes on the uh, on the Office. And one of the things they talk about is how they cast the Office. And I think that's really one of the secrets to the Office's success is that a lot of the people they cast were not actors. They were just normal people like Stanley and Tope that were like, Toby was a casting agent. Uh, I think, uh, Mer- I don't know where they got Meredith, but... um he was a stand-up comedian. Who was? Meredith. Yeah, Meredith. And uh, who's the other... Uh, God, who's the White? the sales lady, the larger lady? Phyllis. 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 Phyllis, which I should know that because it's my grandma's name. Phyllis was a casting director, and they just cast okay. her for the show. And I think that's one of the secrets to the show that well, a yeah, lot of the people that like are real people. It, yeah, exactly. And that's what makes it funny. Like yeah. they're just normal people. Like some of these shows, like Friends, they yeah. all become like so gorgeous and. They're just people who you never think that outside of like Manhattan. they can't escape into that role without you thinking of what that person is like outside of that role where those other people can just totally be that role. You know, yeah. and I, I think that's part of what just makes it really funny. I mean, like Stanley, everybody knows a the Stanley they work with or everybody knows yeah. a Kevin, you know. Yeah. 
And and that's I also think that one of the greatest things is um Michael Scott uh who's the actor that plays Michael Scott? I'm blanking Steve on. Carell. Steve Carell is not Michael Scott. Like anytime you've watch you see them talk to Steve Carell for more than five minutes, you realize what a great acting job he does that he conveys this character that he's nothing like. But it's still I think that combined with everybody else just having this yeah. You just, you mean, you just, you're just saying like how Will Ferrell is like super Will Ferrell esque and that all the time. Or like Friends is a really good example. You know, I don't feel like any of those people were acting all that hard, being different. Their characters were not even when you see, even when you see David Schwimmer in Band of Brothers, (laughs) he's got that kind of whiny Ross face. (laughs) No, the worst. So I, my wife absolutely loves Band of Brothers and her. I razz her about this every single time we watch it. When Jimmy Fallon shows Jimmy up Fallon, as the Jeep yes. driver outside of the yes. ammo dump, it yes. just totally, like, your suspension of disbelief is gone. Is gone. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, even David yeah. Schwimmer, he pulls it off. I mean, he does a good job, but it's hard <laughs> yeah. when he's annoyed. You just, yeah. I just feel like Rachel you is. You feel like he's Red Ross. Person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. What's your favorite sitcom, Eli? Uh, actually, it's Friends. Um, Oh, okay. Second is probably Office. Okay, yeah. So it's it's a good conversation for you. Oh, absolutely. No, my problem with Friends is I've seen so many of the episodes so many times. Like, and and my kids aren't as into it. But I think the other thing about Friends in the Office is. Part of what we talked about earlier is as you age, you don't have as many friends that you interact with regularly, but you always have people you work with. Yep. You know, yep. and it's yep, yep, yep. and it's you can just relate to that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then you even talk about Will Ferrell. It's like Will even Will Ferrell's character in the office feels like, you know, Will Ferrell. Yeah. 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 That was like that was odd. They were definitely trying to find their way there for a bit yeah i i will say i thought robert california worked i i thought he was funny i mean yeah, i thought he was, he was too he was weird enough yeah, um, and different he, enough he was memorable yeah he, yeah he was i yeah. agree i liked robert california we um we had an intern named robert right around that time that it was like robert california mm-hmm. so and then he wore these like red vans um like shoes, like soccer or um, whatever you call them, shoes. And so we called them Robert. About, like Dorf. skateboarding shoes. We call, yeah, yeah. They were like, but they were like bright red. Yeah. And um, he went to, I, I shouldn't divulge like all of this personal information. But anyway, so one of his professors was like an Asian lady and she was, <laughs> hola- she was hilarious. And anyway, she was always like, how did you know his professor? Well, that's how we, that's how he became an intern for us. We oh, okay. knew his professor. Okay. But anyway, she was always like razzing on everyone. And so she was giving him grief one time and she was talking to all of us. She's like, what is with those lame red shoes of his? He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. And we all just started dying laughing. So we started calling him Dorothy. <laughs> oh, that's just me. But then, yeah, but then we started calling him Robert Dorothy California. Because he kind of looked a little bit like James Spader. It was weird. Yeah. He was, like, really young, but he looked kind of old. I don't know. Interesting. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sure he's not listening, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The odds are good. 
<laughs> so hopefully yeah, we I'll didn't be, hopefully uh, we didn't discourage him because he like got an engineering degree but last i heard he like runs a record store so that sounds like my dream job so yeah of ma- i know making does, no money but <laughs> yeah that sounds like your dream job yeah so i i'm playing hoops which is a rocket league like mode and i'm playing against a guy named Kyrie swerving <laughs> Dude, we had toxic? a long time uh, commenter Kyrie named sucks. Kyrie Swerving. Remember that? I believe I Kyrie Swerving that. might be on the T-shirt. Oh, you might be right. The 2015 one. Yeah, might be on the T-shirt. There was a lot of people on that T-shirt that you know are no longer with us. Yeah, not yeah. not like they died, but like well, they just, that that is also true. There are people. Just, yeah. Well, yeah, there are Corey Huey too. on that T-shirt. So. Yeah, that's true. Rest in peace, Corey. Ugh. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Getting back to brighter topics. Um. So, Eli, are you going to watch All Star Weekend at all? You know, that's not a brighter a little... topic, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> it is a brighter topic than death. I want. I want to know more about uh, Korean one hit wonders that I have not seen that'll blow. <laughs> well, there's only one I, well, Korean movie. So I. Saw- in a Korean movie that I really liked, but I didn't finish it. But I might have talked to you about it, Eli, but it's sort of like a Forrest Gump type movie where it's like about this like older guy that it starts oh, off he's on yeah, the world, SS world market. market victory. I don't know what it's called, but it's like this older guy and he's definitely like a get off my lawn guy at this point. And he starts thinking about like his childhood and growing up and he was working in like the coal mines in Germany and stuff like that. But I, I thought it was great. Like it was a cool movie i thought i only saw like the first half of it is that uh is it the ode to my father yes that's it that's yeah. it yeah yeah so do you watch a lot of korean movies yeah that's a, eli um so i do when they if they're like ever in a theater in the u.s i would do watch it and this okay. movie actually did make it to the u.s theaters okay um it was definitely like the best movie for that year in 2014 or 15 i believe the other movie that was huge in Korea that made it to the U.S. and got some popularity was that zombie movie. Yeah, I Train saw that to one. Busan. Train to yeah. Busan, yeah. Is it Busan or Busan? So the Korean pronunciation is Busan, but okay. it used to be tra- always translated as like Busan, which okay. should go with like a P, hmm. but they, they've since gone back and made it a B. Yeah, because like I've always heard of it as Busan because I believe there was a Japanese... Um, prison camp in world war ii that was in busan i could yeah, be wrong I think you're right. yeah no i think you're right but uh yeah, yeah so i've seen that, a couple sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead no you're good i was gonna uh, say yeah, but those are like... <laughs> Harry swerving just got blocked at the rim uh, <laughs> so i've seen uh snow piercer oh! and i've seen um i haven't seen uh parasite yet so um, I, I definitely will see Parasite. I really enjoyed Snowpiercer. And I didn't realize he did the host, so I want to go back and watch that. And then, of course, the greatest Korean movie ever made is part of the Revenge trilogy, uh, and it's Old Boy. Have you seen Old yes. Boy, Eli? Old Boy is probably my, my top three of all-time movies. Yeah, Old Boy For is sure. an amazing movie. And you'll recognize the actor, the the lead... In Old Boy was, I believe, in Avengers Infinity War. Uh, did you catch that, Eli? 
Uh, was he? Yeah, you remember the Yakuza he kills at the beginning? Oh, I yeah, think yeah, that's him. Right. I can't yeah. remember the uh, Min Sik Choi. Yeah, his name? I think you're right. Yeah. I'm trying to confirm it right now. But I can't the, remember uh, if that's his name. Yeah, Min Sik Choi. But then the guy in Snowpiercer 2 is also the guy in uh, Parasite. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that guy. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Super Old Boy is an amazing movie. Uh, and it's part of the Revenge trilogy. And I believe the other two. What are the other two movies in the Revenge trilogy? Because I can't remember. One is Lady Revenge. Now, now it's going to drive me nuts. This is this is what we we are deep from three point. We are in Euclid right now. <laughs> we are talking Korean cinema, <laughs> Korean revenge yeah. films. Ah, yeah. See. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Mr. Vengeance. Old boy. And And uh, Lady Vengeance. And Lady Vengeance. Yeah. That's. I haven't seen the other two, but Old Boy is amazing and they're supposed to be part of it. That's the first one in the trilogy. Yeah. Definitely got to go. Yeah. Korean cinema is awesome. So. See? Cinema, Tom. And the thing is, they they always do it, um, like, really cheap, you know, like compared to American movies. Because Snowpiercer, even though it was made in, like, 20. 13 is still the most expensive uh, South Korean produced film ever in the history of Korean yeah. cinema. So and it was I, only like 40, it was only $40 million, which, wow, is, that's like amazing. Nothing, which is nothing compared to American movies nowadays that costs hundreds of millions of dollars. To so make, you know. Tom, do you, have you seen Snowpiercer? Do you know what it is? No, no, so I don't. Snowpiercer is a Korean produced movie, but it's in English and it stars Chris Evans and Tilda Swinton and William Hurt and um, Ed Harris, and is about a train, and all the people left in the world are on this train, and it circles the world every year, and it is a nuclear winner, and the whole world exists on this train, and um, they have to... It's basically a microcosm of all of society. The poorest people are in the back of the train, and the richest people are in the front of the train, and there's a revolution where all the people in the back of the train are basically trying to fight their way to the front of the train, fighting for equality. And it's really, it's a very cool movie, and the way it ends is, it it does not end the way you expect it, you would expect it to end, but it's really good. So Mm. check out Snowpiercer. And... TNT is making a Snowpiercer series, and I'm sure we will see commercials of that for that on every single playoff game. Because that's <laughs> we always see commercials for Claws. What's the other one? Uh, Animal Kingdom. And remember the last ship? We would all see the last ship commercials on playoff games. <laughs> and so this year yeah. it'll be Snow Snowpiercer. So the closer. Remember the that? closer. Yeah. With Kira Sedgwick. <laughs> TNT. We know drama. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was the closer with um, the chick from Dances with Wolves. The chick from Dances with Wolves. Uh, now I got to look it up. Dances with Wolves. Yeah, the white girl from Dances with Wolves. What was her name? Mary McDonnell. Mm. Who played Stands with Fist. <laughs> in Dances with Wolves. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so, Eli, are you going to watch Yellowstone? Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think I was gonna watch the three point contest and uh, the dunk, the dunk. But now I might have to watch Friday 
to watch, you know, Colin Sexton at least take 20 shots <laughs> in, in about five soft, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that brings up one of my gripes about the way the Cavs handle Colin Sexton. You know, they like nominate him for player of the month, like every month. And then in their thing is like also nominate or Colin Sexton was nominated for player of the month is in like the Cavs Twitter feed, but they're the ones that nominated him. (laughs) (laughs) Just so ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah. I'm not a, that drives me nuts. I feel like they kind of normalize his terribleness at times a bit too much. Would you Would you agree with that, Eli? Because I know. Wow, you... that, that is a deep collegiate take. They no, normalize his yeah. terribleness. <laughs> what were you saying, Eli? I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, because I like know he drives you for crazy. Why he doesn't pass? Yeah. Yeah, they make so many excuses for why he doesn't pass. And I'm like, okay, he's not a point guard, but it's like yeah. they made Chris Fedor tweet that defense of him <laughs> saying, like, Colin Sexton is not the point guard of the Cavaliers. <laughs> and then this is like after two straight zero assist games <laughs> that they made him do that, I feel like. Yeah. And and I got to say it's not that exciting of a – I mean, now that we're changing – back and forth. Although I will say Chris Fedor has done a lot better lately. Like I have actually uh, en- enjoyed a couple of growing on you, huh? in the last month. Yeah. They've gotten better. Do you pay yeah. for his text? What'd you say? Do you pay for his texting service? <laughs> I, I do not. Is he the, which one? Oh, is Joe Varden right for the plane dealer or for Cal- no, Cleveland? So he worked, he writes for the athletic. So Varden writes for the Athletic and Fedor writes for Cleveland.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Fedor, I felt like has been a lot better in the no, last several. In the last this season, he's definitely. I've actually not wanted. I've actually enjoyed his writing. Let's put it that way. And I will say nothing around what he's done before because you have to grow as a person, and we don't all start out as good writers. It takes a lot of practice. What is going on <laughs> back there? Are you taking a bath, Eli? No, it's like, it uh, like I was opening an I was opening an Amazon package. Oh, okay, I see. So, Dude, okay, Amazon packages—they say they're recyclable, but they say you need to take off the paper label. Isn't that ridiculous? But the paper labels do not come off. <laughs> right, like what are you going to do? So, Boil them to get the adhesive? Yeah, off? exactly. So how how am I supposed to recycle them? So thanks, Amazon. You're just making the ocean trash ring even larger i will say i got the best packaged package i've ever gotten so i got a new vizio tv at christmas and while it was a a factory refurbished because i only buy used and refurbished stuff because i'm cheap anyway it came in all the packaging and all the packaging i only buy used and refurbished dental hygiene products but otherwise i buy new stuff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I got a mean Sonicare that was like 40% off. Gently <laughs> Gently used. used. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, you got to like disinfect <laughs> it. But... Yeah, uh, yeah the... I guess you well, can change I mean, the head. I think I did. I don't know. Dip it in some, pro- uh, yeah. in some propanol. Yeah. 
I, you know, I eat so much hot sauce. That just disinfects all that <laughs> stuff anyway. So anyway, the packaging for this for TV any bacteria to survive. was all inflatable, and it, all the inflatable material was recyclable. So there was no unrecyclable uh, styrofoam, which I was super pleased about. So I feel like I'm doing, despite my 7-inch yeah. TV, I'm doing my part oh, for Mother man. Earth. You're a planeteer, Nate. I am. I just, I now pay to get my recycling picked up. That is, that yeah. is, that is planeteer esque. Yeah. Well, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, the, the slam dunk contest this year, this is kind of underwhelming. So we got, Oops. are are you underwhelmed or overwhelmed? Pat Connaughton. Ooh. Pat Connaughton. Uh, who he, we should play who he play for starring me who, since I don't watch who, the NBA. Who Pat Connaughton play for? Yeah. You should know. I'm gonna guess. Wait, I'm gonna guess. Um, oh, does he play for the Bucks? Yes. Okay, that's why. Because I went to the Bucks, the Bucks versus Cavs, yeah. so I actually and saw him. Play. He was actually drafted by Major League Baseball and played in baseball for like. Yeah, what, that's two right. Years? I forgot yeah. about that. He's yeah. really good, though. I mean, he can oh, get know. up. He's I actually mean, a guy that should be on the Cavs free agent radar this summer. Would yeah. you? Would you? He agree? actually had the he had the highest vertical in his draft class, I believe. Really? This is why combine. This, this is why we keep Eli around. For man, he is just like our research man, department tonight. It. He just brings it. The fingers. Of I mean, Cavs also walk. because he's awesome and more competent than the two of us put together. But also because. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron Gordon. So Aaron Gordon Love has. It. My all-time favorite dunk contest, dunk, where he takes yep. the ball from the spinning mascot, puts it between his yep. legs, and dunk. I mean, that's the greatest dunk I've ever seen ever. Yep, same. So, and that was the greatest dunk contest ever. Yeah, Dwight Howard is oh, wow. bringing it back. Who he play bringing for, Tom? Uh, he plays for the Lakers. There you go. Who's Aaron Gordon play for? The Magic. Oh, good. You You thought Still? I was trying to trick you. Yeah, so yeah. Dwight Howard, my opinion, had the greatest, the most underrated dunk of all time where he put the sticker on the backboard. Oh, okay. You remember that one? Dude, who blew out the candle on the cupcake? That was, oh, the guy that blew out his knee for Houston, Gerald Green. Yeah, Gerald Green. He was a good Yeah, he was a great dunker. In the so contest. Derek Jones. Exactly. Levine in it? No, Derek Jones Jr. from Miami. Never would have guessed that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, should, I meant to play who he played for. Was he one of Miami's four lefties that they have? No, but he's one of their like three rotation players they got as undrafted rookie free agents. Dude, seriously, the Heat. I hate to say it, they're a good organization. Oh yeah, the Heat, the Bucks, the Raptors. They are all getting players that literally nobody drafted or. Teams just were punting on them and getting rid of them, and they're turning them into good players. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, who was... Nah, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, Derek Jones right, let's Jr. Let's doing who he is literally for. Derek Jones' kid. Who's uh, Derek Jones? Wasn't he a boxer? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. The only boxers I know are... So let's see who's Actually, in the three-point contest. Boxer, so that's that's not going to work. Okay, let's see who's in the three-point contest, and you can tell me who he okay. played for. All right, all right, all right, all right. My, the I'm sorry, the Mountain Dew three-point contest. Okay, we're sponsored. So Davis Bertans. I have no clue who that is. <laughs> Eli, you know who Davis Bertans is, right? 
Yes, I do. Well, Eli knows every player who's a... Wait, is this guy like the rookie that's shooting like 60% from three? No. (laughs) Eli, Eli, I know, is going to know every single player who's a pending free agent. Davis Bertans. I have no clue. So he's like a 6'10 guy that plays for Washington. And And yeah, he's the guy. No, he's he's the guy. He was was on the Spurs last year. He's like leading the NBA in, in three point percentage. Yeah, he shoots him from like forty feet. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, Devonte Graham. No clue. That was actually pretty <laughs> tough, but I knew I it. But that's because he's got a lot of buzz early in the year. So he was a rookie last year, and is draft- he on Heat? No, he's on Charlotte. Oh, so okay. there you go. What one of these guys? Well, I won't. I won't say anything more. Joe Harris, he's on the Nets. So. Smoking Joe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Buddy Healed. Ooh, Buddy Healed. Wasn't he drafted by like Sacramento? <laughs> no, he was drafted <laughs> by the Pelicans, and he. Uh, so that should tell you who he plays for now. The Pelicans. No, he plays for Sacramento because he got traded in the, um, uh, Boogie Cousins deal. Yeah, so I was curry but bigger. Now here's an interesting one, Zach Levine. So how many players have been in the dunk contest and the three point contest? He might be the only one I can wow. think of. Yeah, I mean, who else would? That's wow, a good yeah. trivia question. Wait, what about like um, who was the guy that played for the Mavericks that early in his career was Jimmy an Jackson? insane? No, early in his career he was an insane dunker, and then he became a pretty good three point shooter late in his career. I can't remember. Um, he was. On the like the mid aughts, like Dirk, led oh the yeah, I know who you're talking about, Devin Harris. Oh, Jason Richardson. Oh, Jason Richardson might have been in both. That's a good. That's a good one. Yeah, that's who I was trying to think of. The other, there was the other guy that played for Sacramento that was their all star in like the early two thousands. I'm I'm not sure. All right, here we go. There was also Spud Webb who had 100 percent dunks and 100 percent threes in NBA Jam. Ooh, here we go. So it, what? here we go with what? <laughs> oh, wow. 11 players have been in both. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize it was that high. I never would have guessed any of these. Okay. Oh, my God. Go through the list. Some of them are pretty recent, too. I didn't even know. Okay. Can you guess any of them? Can either of you guys guess any of them? Zach Levine? No. Oh, I mean, uh, this year maybe, but <laughs> yes, I just said that. <laughs> I love, I love that we had 15 seconds of this podcast of just Tom reacting as he read things online. <laughs> like this is the high quality podcast we. Pre- so okay, Tom, start laying some of these on us. No, I can't guess any of them. I'm too old. Paul, Paul George. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Who else? Damian Lillard. Oh, he's yeah, in the dunk sense. contest. I didn't he know apparently it. took part in every contest one year. Interesting. Three point skills, dunk, and the game. Yeah, he's killing it. And he was in, this year. And he was in the Rising Stars, <laughs> <laughs> which they don't have anymore. Which they should bring back. Ray Allen. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because he was he could get up when he was young. All right, one of these guys. What about Wally Zerbiak? No, he he could he was never. Wally Zerbiak was never a dunker. He could. Don't dunk. you remember? Oh, what about Dan? Mar- when, what about Dan Marley? 
That would be a really good answer, but he's not on here. <laughs> um, Thunder Dan. No, there's a Cavalier Bobby on here. Bobby Ooh, no, but you got but the first good answer. Well, Terrell Brandon. No, let's play charades. It's not Bobby. It's Bob Sura. Yes, Bob Sura. Nice. Okay. Which I never knew he was a good three point shooter. So that's an odd pick. I think he was like. I never knew he was a dunker. Yeah. He oh, was Bob a monster Sura was dunker. awesome dunker. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. He was really awesome. He could throw it. All out. right. Um, Brent Barry. Yes, very good. Brent, Brent Barry, Barry won one year with the. Yeah, the, see, Bob Sura made you think white guy, and you went Brent Barry next. I like it. I don't see color, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I've got a couple uh, mid nineties guys. Oh, okay. Uh, Tim Hardaway. No, but that's a great guess. Um, I got nothing. Jordan. Yep. Uh, wait, no, not yes, Jordan, 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 Jordan was in Jordan. both. Okay, yep. Um, Pippin. No, no more bulls on this list. No more bulls. Okay, who who? Uh, uh one of them the is team? on the TNT crew. Dennis Smith or Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Yeah. Kenny Smith. What about the guy that for NBA TV? Uh, Dennis Smith or Dennis Scott? No, but Dennis Scott's teammate. That missed four free throws in a row. I thought it was Dennis Scott that missed four in a row. Who missed four in a row? I can't remember. Wasn't it, was it Dennis Scott? I thought it was Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson, yeah, missed four in a row. He was on it? Yeah. Nice. Well, wait, was it Nick Anderson? Yeah, Anderson yeah, it was missed Nick Anderson. four in a row. Because remember, he, they had the video, like, the year after he did it, like, going crazy in front of his camp? <laughs> oh, that. man. That was, like, in the real early days of social media, uh... too. And he was a seventy percent shooter. Okay. Uh okay, this guy was he played with Jordan <laughs> on the dream team. Uh Isaiah? Nope. Clyde? Yep. Very good. Okay. And you got two more. One was really known as a shooter. I'm surprised he was ever in the dunk contest. He played for the Knicks in the nineties. Oh, Starks? Nope. Uh Smith? No. Um, Alan Houston. Yes, Alan Houston. Okay. And then the last was Michael Cooper, who he played in the eighties, right? Yeah, he played for the the Lakers. Yeah. Nice. So that's it. I did pretty good there, actually, with the hands. Did actually really well. <laughs> nice. So okay, let's let's go back to who he played for. So Zach Levine, who he played um, for? Chicago. Okay, Damian Lillard. Portland. Duncan Robinson. That's his name, Duncan. D U N C A N. Yeah. Is he a rookie or sophomore? I'm I'm not giving he is technically a sophomore. Alright. Um You should be me, able to guess. I should be able to guess who Duncan Robinson is. Yeah, because of hints from uh, earlier in this podcast. Yeah. Um Okay, it's Miami, because <laughs> oh. you just saying um does not make for a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He plays for Miami. Well. So he's one of the three rotation players that Miami got that nobody drafted. So they picked yeah. him up All at right. the end of last season um, out of the G League, and now he's their starting small forward, I believe. And wow. And then they also, who's it? Kendrick Nunn, they didn't even, nobody even drafted this year. He's their starting two guard. And uh, and Roy Jones 
not Jones. Yeah. The boxer. Ah, yeah. Not Roy Jones Jr., Derek Jones Jr. Anyway. And Son then, of the boxer. And then the last guy in the three point contest is Trey Young. So who who you okay. got? I got my money's on Bertans. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that can't miss, so Well, not only that, when you're a bigger guy too, it's not as much effort to put up all those threes. You know, everyone tries to analyze the three point contest, and I don't think you can. I think it's just sort of random. They're all really good, and it's not an actual yeah. game setting. So, but I mean, I remember hearing that one year, and everyone was like, "Well, obviously Dirk's gonna win. He doesn't really jump, and so he won't get tired out." And he didn't win. So I know Eli's I've never, gonna be watching because there's still a lot of guys I've, that could end up on the Cavs next year. I've never heard a good pre three point contest analysis that was born out. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it, there's a lot of randomness. Though. There are no like Tony Romo's calling the three point. Contest. I think it also very much depends on how hard the guy partied the night before, or even that afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen to that. I mean, where is that? Where is that here? Ah, oh, where is it? It is what? What progressive Brooklyn. city that doesn't oh. have a bathroom bill is it this year? Oh no, it's in Chicago. Which okay isn't that, the that, great, that works. isn't the greatest party town? Like I feel you mean Chicago. Yeah, but the problem with downtown Chicago is it's really spread out, and it's like hard to just wander around downtown Chicago. Like, of course, all these guys have drivers too. I'm sure there'll be like private parties. And stuff. I'm this sure is the part that... of the podcast where Nate just talks out of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the part we all look for. Yeah, indeed. So uh, we're getting a little long in the tooth here. Tom, uh, you got any stories for uh, us? Any old guy? Oh, man. So I got a story I was uh, at a job fair tonight recruiting, and that was pretty fun, actually. So are, are, do you have hope for the future or no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it actually simultaneously amazes me how competent some people coming out of college are right now and also how incompetent some people coming out of college are. Would you agree with yeah. that assessment? Yeah, it's 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 hard in a lot of fields to be productive right out of college, I yeah. think. But I think the one thing, well, it's a kind of a double-edged sword because if you work in the IS space, things are changing so rapidly that I almost feel like some people coming straight out of college um, depending on how good their program is, are have a real leg up. Uh, like if you can get like a lot of stuff in machine learning and the DevOps space and uh, artificial intelligence straight out of college, that's a huge like. You don't have to reteach somebody who's been working for twenty years all those skills. That's huge. But if you are get somebody who just is kind of a jackass, or you get someone that can do all that stuff but has zero social skills. It's um, it can be rough. So, and that's my take on recruiting by Nate Smith. <laughs> did, that's I t- did I tell you my joke about how we have these two guys that I work with, and they're both on a project, and they're both um, we will call them high functioning. Um, and I was like, I'm telling my wife this story, and I was like, yeah, I was in this meeting, and I was actually sitting there was like two autistic guys in this room and i she was like she goes oh so who was the other one <laughs> my wife said <laughs> yeah uh, like uh wham with the right hand anyway that was that was <laughs> anyway 
So I'm going to tell my story of the worst basketball game I've ever seen in my life. I got to watch this weekend. And it was... So we were down in Dover, New Philly all weekend for a basketball tournament for uh, 10th graders. Or not 10th graders, 10-year-olds. It's like two cities. What is Dover, New Philly? So down in Amish country, south of Canton, there are two cities that are right next to each other, New Philadelphia and Dover. And Um, so the school is like called both no the area is called dover new philly or dover slash new philly kind of like raleigh durham north carolina oh i got you i got you okay yeah they're two separate cities or minneapolis st paul same thing they're just right next to each other and so we were down there for a tournament and we it was third it was a fourth graders tournament and they had all age for this but so we played two games the first two games the first two days, and literally the floor was so slick that, like, every girl was just stopping and just sliding six inches every time they stopped with the ball. So, like, and I, like, go to these, this is, you know, my weep for the future moment, these two guys that are running the score for the school, and I'm like, you should really sweep this floor. It's really bad. Of course, they don't, they don't in the second half they don't before the second, first half of the second game we play. So finally, at halftime, I get fed up and I just grab a big sweep broom and I sweep the whole floor at halftime, <laughs> like in front of like what's up, darn, get it in front of like a hundred parents. And then I get back and everybody's like, "Wow, you can actually hear those the shoes squeak now." It's really <laughs> so. Regardless of that, we still lost the first two games. Um. And so we're we're playing in the consolation bracket because these tournaments never end. Um, so we we beat Dover in the first game on Sunday, and then so we end up our own third grade team had made it to the to the consolation final. So we're playing my school's third grade team, and I'm like, why are we doing this? Why don't we just all go home and have a scrimmage on Monday? Because <laughs> they literally scrimmage each other at least once a week. So I'm like, whatever. So they play this game. And the third grade team has a really good player. And I won't name names, but she's really fast. Um, And she can shoot from like 15 feet, which in fourth grade <laughs> automatically she's the best player on the team. And especially yeah. in girls basketball. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Sure. Also, she gets a lot of steals. The problem is... I cannot stand watching her. She literally takes two steps before she dribbles every time. And all I can think of is John Beeline exploding at uh, Colin Sexton for yet another travel every time this happens. Or the other thing is she does the thing on the dribble where she'll like bring it way over slow as she's taking her next dribble and take like four steps between one dribble to the next while the ball's kind of still in her hand going over. So that drives me nuts. And then, so the other thing that just drives me insane is their entire offense is this team setting screens for this girl and her just running back and forth between screens until she finally chucks up a shot. And it was maddening. So just get, guess the over-under on the number of points scored in this game in two 18-minute halves. Uh, 20. The final score was 8 Two six. Oh wow! It was brutal. <laughs> this girl must have gone 
a, a Kobe-esque three for 30. <laughs> I mean, it was just so painful. And we're like, and the worst part about it was, like, we I mean, had, can we still make fun of Kobe? I can make fun of Kobe. Absolutely. I don't know. I feel kind of weird doing it. You feel I mean, wrong? I, I don't know. Eli, like I want can I get a ruling here? You live on the West Coast. I want to start quoting. Now? I want to start quoting Kobe. I, mean, I feel like. I wouldn't do it here, but I think over there you're safe. <laughs> I'm safe in Ohio. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's my verdict. Okay. So I, who is a legendary chucker? That is not Kobe. Um, Jordan Clarkson? Jor- yeah, Jordan Clarkson isn't a bad one. Um, I'm trying AI? To yeah, AI was a legendary chucker. Uh, Nick Young. Nick Young. Nick yeah. Young like is Swaggy a P. Swag- it's like Swaggy, Swaggy P, P out is a there. legendary chucker. Yeah. Anyway, um, she must have gone three for 30. And the problem was is the guards on our team in the fourth grade team stopped running an offense and it just became that guard against that girl every time down. So it was just like watching everybody run down, everybody run down and then guards just running around for 20 seconds before jacking up a shot. And it was just the worst basketball I've ever watched. And then by the time the third quarter rolled around, it was like, it was a two point game. We knew the last minute and a half like everybody had saved all their timeouts till the last minute. So literally both teams had two timeouts. There's four timeouts in the last minute and 30 seconds. And of course, nobody's going to score because they're all exhausted at this point. And it was just, and it was just like, please God, let the clock run. Can we just go home? And it was, it was mind numbingly painful. And my daughter cried because she only got to play one minute of the first half. So uh-huh. she was super pissed. So. And that's the story of the worst basketball game I've ever seen in my life. So, and the thing that drives me nuts is like, why would you have a really good player on your team and then just never pass to anybody else when you're like literally in third grade? How does anybody else on that team ever get any better? Riddle me that's this. That's why you need a coach, Nate. I no, I the never. floor breaks. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put down the janitorial mop and pick up the whistle. I did not coach this year, but I don't want to coach this year because travel team basketball, a lot you know what of politics. Do, Nate? What? You guys should hire all of Mike Longoberti's relatives to coach each of your teams so you guys can <laughs> score more points. That's true. That's true. I cannot believe he's an assistant pay, on pay the zero attention to defense. Yeah, I can't believe he's an assistant on the wizard or on the wizards. It's so great. Like, what are they scoring like 130 points a game and still losing? <laughs> it's so fantastic to watch the wizards suck at defense. So anyway, that's the story of the most boring game ever played by Nate Smith, and it wasn't that exciting of a story. So, Eli, any story? I like. What were you saying, Tom? Uh, I liked it. No, yeah. oh, okay. Eli, which LA team is for real? Or are they both for real? I think they're both for real, but I think the Clippers are still better than the Lakers. They have a higher ceiling, I think. I think the, they yeah, have a higher... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think they have a higher floor, too, but okay. I think their ceiling... Um, I think we haven't seen their ceiling, because they just right. haven't all played together yet. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's kind of what I mean. I think... I just look at them... Um, person you know player for player and say if they're all fully engaged i mean that's going to be a tough lineup to score against and of course they have a lot of scoring eli you in the bathtub again 
Sorry, I was uh, totally like waiting through packages. Yeah. He's waiting through his Amazon. It's better than like the, the we're at the ninety minute mark, and you just hear David Wood cracking the beer, <laughs> like you always hear the psh of him opening the beer bottle or the beer can. Anyway, yeah, it's David time. <laughs> it's David time. Yeah. So I, I feel for like, some wood. I feel like that is true, but it feels like LeBron's here. I just, I just have a yeah, feeling. I, I, I see what you mean by that. I mean, I could see this being LeBron swan song for sure. Plus, they're the sentimental favorite now because of the Kobe thing. I mean, there's, there's really? definitely. I would I, say I wouldn't, so for sure. I wouldn't think that would have anything to do with it, but. Oh, I, I think I think Laker fans will be fully engaged in that narrative. Mm. Um, and yeah, maybe and LeBron too. Like you saw the dunk last week that was the the same dunk Kobe had 19 years earlier like he practiced it and then he got a breakaway and made the same dunk I mean LeBron is fully cognizant of that storyline and narrative and if there's anybody that knows how to work a narrative and knows how to get it to use it to motivate himself it's him it's LBJ it's LBJ and he this is the most engaged winter I've seen LeBron play yeah, in like 10 years. <laughs> in a long time. So, and I feel like he knows this might be his last big shot. Um, well, because who yeah, knows when I mean, his skills start to erode? Or when he just doesn't have a good team around him again. Yeah. And, but to Eli's point and your point, the Clippers are deeper and they have some really tough guys. I mean, Montrez Harrell is just a beast. That guy is like, who did they just get at the trade deadline too? They got Marcus, Markeith Morris, or Mar- Marcus, Marcus Morris. Okay, the dumb one. Who apparently he's the better one now. Yeah, he is. It's so weird, like because he didn't used to be the better no, one. I don't no, know what like, happened. That he was the one that was on the Celtics too, right? No, uh, well, yes. I just remember him like three or yes, four. Yes, he was the Celtics ago. one. Yeah. Now, I think Markeith has been the lesser Morris for a while. Hmm, maybe for a while, but I'm on team who he play for, so. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm picking the Lakers at West right now, and it just feels like a Lakers. And I so love, who, who, who do you think it is? the L.A.? Like, who, what other team? Is it In the Denver? West? Yeah, Utah, like. What other team could break through Maybe over there? Denver, because they do have the best center in the league. But I don't see anybody else. I don't see Houston winning in a three point in a no. seven game series. Houston. But but like Utah is interesting to me because I think they have good defense. Yeah, the problem is, and they, they have a good have a hard time closing games and executing yeah. when it matters. Well, that's true. So I don't know. I don't. I, it's going to be one of those two teams for sure. Okay. What about? Who do you like in the East? I don't know. Eli, who do you like in the East? Is it the Bucks? Yeah, I think. I think the Bucks are the perennial favorite, but I actually really think Philly will somehow figure it out before we get there. Yeah, I really I hope so. So because I really don't think Boston. I don't want Boston to make it. Uh, I, I'm going to say that. Um, Indiana's my dark horse because they played really well without Oladipo all year, and they're getting their yeah. best player back. 
What about the Heat? And the Heat are super deep. What about Toronto? I think the East is going to be the more fun playoffs. Yeah, I do too. Just because there's so many... The top of the East is really good. And then like like 6, 7, 8, it's probably better out West. But I just feel like there's going to be just better matchups 1 through 6 in the in the East. Yeah. Um, and I just don't trust Buddenholzer in the playoffs yet. I just saw him totally blow the series last year, and I don't trust him not to do it again. And yeah. and Miami, I think, has the best coach in the East, too, and that goes a long way. So, mm. Yeah, man. It's fair. What about you, Eli? Well, you think- who's, I, who's Indiana's coach right now? Uh, Nate McMillan, who's not bad. Yeah, he gets he a lot the- out of Took the salt or took the Cavs to seven games two years ago. So, yeah. Eli, who's your um? Oh gosh, I was going to ask you a question. Now I totally blanked on it because we've been talking for an hour and forty minutes. Um, so you got Bucks and Clippers. Is that your pick? Yeah, that's who I have. What about you, Tom? Or are you just polling polling us um, to figure out what? I it like is? that. I like Bucks Clippers. Actually, I think I, that's probably a safe bet. I mean, I think the Bucks are definitely the best team in the East. Yeah, I, I don't I, really trust Philly, to be honest. No, I don't think Philly figures it out. I just don't. Miami think Philly is has enough Miami shooting. is intriguing to me, though. Honestly, yeah, Miami is the Miami and Jimmy Butler is your father, and yeah, they are well coached and they're pretty spry. Like they're the kind of team that I could see them. Being like a weird buzzsaw, like where people are kind of like not expecting them to go very far, and everyone starts playing really well, and it's kind of infectious. And they have like, a lot of something. shooting, could, and that yeah, helps. I, I could, I could see them kind of just getting a little bit like out of control. Like, do you remember the way the Warriors got back in oh uh, seven when they were the eight seed? And Dallas was like the best team in the league, oh, and they yeah, just the, kind of, yeah. Like I think the Heat could could do do a number like that. Yeah, on, but on some, I don't think they'll be that bad. Like to be an no, eight, they won't be an one, eight. But no, I, I'm the not eight saying that. seed in the East is going to be crappy. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it could be a similar feel where it's just like if they're going up against a team like the Bucks or something, people wouldn't really take it think there would be too much of a threat, and then they could just get into, like, a weird dominating mode. Yeah, because it's super weird in the East. There is five games between the third and the sixth seed in the East. Uh, Four games. Eh, five games. And then between the sixth seed and the seventh seed, there's seven games. It's, like... The the fall off after six in the East is so bad. It go, the Pacers are thirty two and twenty three, and then the Nets are twenty five and twenty eight. It's just a huge drop off, which I am so happy to see the Nets stink. Whereas in the West, the Grizzlies yeah. are the eighth seed right now at twenty eight and twenty six, which is insane. Do you believe the Grizzlies? I know. I believe the Grizzlies. Is that like the, that's like one of the craziest stories of the year. I they got two of the three best players in the draft, <laughs> so. I mean, what are you going to do? Plus, they got one of the best players in the draft last year, and they've got um, uh, what's what's his name from Vita- not Vitali Potapenko. Um, who's their center for their Grizzlies? Draft- Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, Big Valanchunas. V. Valanchunas. Yeah. 
So and yeah, they they're a deep team. They're really good. Um, and they got Brandon Clark, who I will be yelling at Kobe Altman for the next ten years over. So yeah, they're they're yeah. a really good team. And then the Thunder are thirty two and twenty two, and they're like a really good team too, and have a bright future because they have all those draft so, picks and Shaggy Alexander, another since guy that captured said, a draft. I, I got I got I got one for you. See, so since you just said. You're going to kill Kobe Altman for the next 10 years. If the Rockets fire Daryl Morey, should the Cavs go after him? Yeah, but they won't get him. He'll go to a more prestigious um He's from Medina. Is he? Uh, yes, the Cavs yes. should hire him immediately and tell Kobe to go pounce all. Although, I don't know what the hell he's been doing for the last two years, but they're still 34-20. and 20, So, I think he knows that he can't win playing conventionally so he's trying something totally crazy and off the wall and seeing if he can get it to work and it's not the craziest thing i just don't think he can win a playoff series that way well i'm not convinced you can win a playoff series unless like with a guy like james harden unless he's surrounded by you know other really good defensive players which i'm not sure i mean i think they have some good defensive players but at some point, that size is just going to hurt him. It's going to be tough to get defensive rebounds. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, because they're, you will have a game where you don't shoot well, and it's just going to be grit and grind that gets you the win. And I think the Rockets just can't win that type of game unless the other team right. plays truly terrible. So, I don't know. Do you think Portland comes back or the Spurs come back and make the playoffs, David, over the Grizzlies? I'm sorry. I don't know why I just call you David. I realized it as soon as I did it. Because, yeah, it's that time. We expect a beer to be cracking him. And then then for him to yell at his dog because it just knocked over his stereo. And then get into some crazy... uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. His move. Did you listen to the last podcast, Eli? I didn't get all the way Oh, my God. You've got to get to David... Woods movie pitches because they, they are off. insane. They're so funny. <laughs> he basically made the movie Face Off with Will Smith and Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and oh then, my God. yeah, it was just it was it was so random and crazy that it was awesome. <laughs> anyway, so do the the Blazers or Spurs um, catch the Grizzlies, or do the Pelicans make a? I would say there's most out of all of those teams, but Dame Willard got hurt today. Oh, he's actually not going to play an All Star game now. So, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how long that injury derails him. But then again, they also haven't been winning even with him playing lately. So, out of his mind, yeah, yeah. So if there was a team that I thought might trade for Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson. It was didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So you think the Grizzlies hold on? Um, uh, I think if I had to rank it, I'd rank today. I'd probably say Grizzlies, then probably the Blazers and the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, the Spurs. I, mean, I don't think I don't think the Spurs are going to make it back. No, I don't think so either. And and, and that's kind of crazy, but they just don't have enough talent at the guard and wing positions. That the well has run dry. Anyway, uh, that's probably about all she wrote for the old Cavs yeah. podcast. Got anything to pitch, Eli? Uh, I don't. 
Let me come back to me. Maybe I'll think of something. <laughs> what, what about you, Tom? I'm all in on Coco Melon. Coco Melon. <laughs> yes, I love it. I really, I truly love it. Okay. Well, I'm. Uh, I don't know if I have anything to pitch this week. I'm. 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 Haven't been doing too much. Um, I want to go see a movie, but <laughs> I haven't had any time to go see a movie. I so. am pretty stoked for the new Top Gun. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, so Top Gun's one of my all-time favorite movies, but I also then why realized... are you excited about the new one? Because I don't know. You can't mess with perfection. I mean, I am excited <laughs> because part of the problem, part of the thing about Top Gun is, is one of the most ridiculous movies ever made. And also was the theme of one of our one of my favorite podcasts we did ever did. Remember Idolos de Eros? <laughs> it was uh the Spanish yeah. for Top Gun. Yeah, yes. Of course. Yeah. How could I forget? Yeah, so I I mean I think it, <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but it will be fun. There's a lot of movies out I want to see. I want to see Parasite, I want to see Birds of Prey. Um the, the, there's just a lot of stuff that I want to watch that I don't have the time to watch. So I will pitch uh, the Sturgill Simpson album. Here's what I'll pitch. The Sturgill Simpson album, Sound and Fury, came out last year, and that's my album of the year for 2019. Uh, he is a country guy, an alt-country guy, uh, but it is a rock album, and it is really good. And there is a video of the album, an animated video of the album on Netflix that's very anime and... Uh, uh, if you ever saw heavy metal or like Pink Floyd, the wall, it's very influenced by those uh, concert uh, cartoon movies. Uh, very adult. Don't watch it with kids, but it's really good. So I'll pitch uh, Sturgill Simpson, Sound and Fury, and I think Ronin is the name of the uh, the animated movie on Netflix. So there you go. I remember the Ronin with uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah that was the great. Uh, joke about the Irishman at the Oscars. It's like everybody watched the first season of the Irishman, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because it was so long. It was a TV show. Wow. Just nothing. No reaction. No, it's just, it's, it's been done, Nate. It's okay. been done. It's been done by you. <laughs> uh, I guess it has. Yes. Eli, anything to pitch? I also like yeah. the Irishman, so I'm kind of over it. how it, it was this idea that it was so long. It's like if something's good, then it can be long. Eli, is like your Lord pitch of the, go watch. Lord of the Rings was long, but it was good, so everyone's okay with that. I can't get my ten year old into it. I we watched the first one, and she's just I I don't want to watch the second one. Is what she told me. So, but my daughter says the first one's a rough watch, so maybe I can get her on the second one. On Eli, you're gonna pitch Parasite. So, I mean, we did talk about Parasite already, so I will pitch another movie that did not win, but it was pretty good, uh, 1917. Oh, yeah, I want to see uh, that. That was a great movie, great cinematography. Um, that won the cinematography people, Oscar, people didn't hated it? that, though. Some people really didn't like it, but I uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm a sucker for old war movies, though. So oh, you're yeah. talking to the right guy in Tom Pestak. Yes. So Although, I really like, I did like Dunkirk, and I thought you thought there was you would no love way. It. Yeah, I was like, okay, so it's Christopher Nolan, check, and it's World War II, check. I'm gonna love it, and I didn't, and I haven't watched it again. Yeah, well, I didn't think it was very well done, and I think, I think this movie, from what I've read about it, does not suffer from the problem that Dunkirk did. In that, this movie, from what I've read correctly and viscerally, projects the scale. And 
just uh, overwhelming aspect of World War One. Is that correct, Eli? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I think it does a much better job from just from everything I've read than that was my biggest problem with Dunkirk. It was like it was like we ex, we evacuated over 100,000 people with like five boats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was like what are you doing here? This is And that whole scene where they're taking pot shots at like the boat and they're hiding in there. I, it's just like what? That was just completely unnecessary in my and opinion. Random. Yeah. And random, yeah. Yeah, and it was, was a lot long. of wasted space in that movie. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that was about. And it I was think like, I definitely like a... want to see 1917 in the theater. Like, would you agree with yes. that, Eli? That it's a worth the theater experience. Going to see it at a cinema, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I okay. think it's worth it. Okay, guys, that that's it. We're cutting it off. Long in the tooth. Uh, Cavs don't play till a week from Friday, so enjoy your All-Star weekend. Mallory has told us he's going to do a live thread, but I will believe that when it happens. But uh, <laughs> we will probably have a post. Don't shade it. Don't shade it, your boys. <laughs> he's never going to listen to this. So, um, yeah, really, I, maybe if I tell him I talked about him at the end yeah, of the exactly. podcast. So, um, and then, yeah, we'll probably have a, uh, a live thread up and we'll have a, maybe a post game. As always, go Cavs. Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.